Welcome to the Come and Belong podcast. I'm your host, Brother Zach Coder. Welcome back, guys. We are so glad that you've decided to join us once again. Um, today, I am joined with a really cool student. Her name is Bailey Andrews, and she is so cool. She actually helps us um, put the podcast together, and she's amazing, and she's just got a fun story. So, Bailey, why don't you introduce yourself? Say hi. Hi, I'm Bailey. Awesome. We're so glad you're here. Okay, Bailey, um, we started doing a thing where we play a game with all of our um, our guests. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, get closer to that mic there. There we okay. go. Okay. Okay, so uh, it's called Two Truths and a Lie. It's an age-old game. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can go for it. Okay, okay. So the idea, if you've never played this before, for anybody out there, I'm going to tell two truths and one lie, and you're going to have to guess which one is the lie okay. or the truth. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay, ready? Um, I am extremely double-jointed. I have been skydiving twice. And I served a mission in um, Chile. I would say the last one's a lie. Dang it. I totally gave it away, didn't yeah, I? I, was, <laughs> I had a whole different lie. And that was, okay, that was a pathetic playing of the game. Yes, it's it's true. I actually served in Brazil. So oh, that's cool. But I'm double-jointed. People can't see it, but look. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my fingers that's go all the way back. Normal. That's weird. Okay, <laughs> that is not normal. That, that, that should be my bumper sticker. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. What about you? Um, okay. Mine's going to be really basic because I can't think of anything. That's okay. Okay. I love karaoke. Okay. I am from Pennsylvania. Okay. And I have never broken a bone. Dang it. You are so much better at this. Okay. Um, what were they again? I am from Pennsylvania. Love karaoke and never broken a bone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the karaoke is a lie. No, actually, they're all true. I just can't. Yeah, are you <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry. Such a cheater. Okay. Now we're going to call yeah. it three truths and a cheat. Okay. Yeah, there we yeah. <laughs> Really? Pennsylvania. Yeah. How long have you been in Utah? Um, well, I moved to Utah like nine months ago. Nine. Oh, so you, you're just. No, but like I lived in Pennsylvania before that. So wow. For like 10, uh, 15 years. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. I didn't strike you. You don't strike me as a karaoke type of gal. Oh, I don't know. I, I thought you'd be way karaoke. too shy. Okay. Yeah. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, Probably some Alicia Keys. Dang. Um, a lot of my friends know that's my go-to. So <laughs> okay. If I ain't got you, yeah, she's she's a winner. Love it. She is pretty incredible. Okay, all right. Well, um, she was on The Voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. watch The Voice just because she was on it. She oh, yeah. she's talented. She's anyway, so she's cool. she's incredible. Okay, well, let's get to the meat of this thing, huh? Okay. Bailey's here today to share with us uh, kind of her story. Um, and and I don't want to give too much of it away, but I know that um through middle school and high school depression and even suicidal ideology was kind of a part of your life your reality yeah mm -hmm. will you just kind of take us through that and yeah. um yeah i'll ask questions along the way okay Thanks. cool uh start off i grew up um in the stereotypical mormon family as you would say um uh, my mom my dad they like raised me in the church they loved me um i had a roof over my head food on the table you know everything was great um but I got to middle school and I started struggling. I was really kind of sad and I don't know. I didn't have necessarily a lot of friends, which it doesn't matter if you don't need friends. But 
Um, well, it's kind of important, especially yeah, I mean, age, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't have like a lot of friends. I would kind of like hop from group to group and, and that's okay. Like I was just kind of sad all the time. Um, and that was like where my depression first started and I didn't realize it. And then when I was about to move to high school, I grew up in a really small town in Nevada. And so, um, you, how do I, you like go to school with people since you're like kindergarten, like you go to the yeah. same with all the same people. So like going to high school, I was excited because I don't know, it was just new scenery, even though they were all going to be the same people. Um, so I ended up going to high school and it was my freshman year and I had a PE class and there was this girl, she was like a year or two older than me, I think. And she hated my guts for some reason. Mm. She did not like me. Um, and I was super quiet growing up, like super shy, um, didn't talk a lot. You know, I was really reserved. Um, so I would just go to class and she would, you know, say rude comments behind my back. She would body shame me in the locker room. Um, that's where like a lot of my like self-confidence, you know, didn't, didn't grow from there. Um, I had a lot of self-esteem issues and I, um, really hated going to that class. It was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And so, she continued. Um, I would call my mom, you know, t- telling her to come pick me up. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, so she would like pick me up every day. And so I had to escape it somehow. So I would go home and she somehow got my phone number. Um, this, this bully did. Yeah. And she started texting me at home too. And so I felt like I couldn't escape it either way. It was at school and at home. Um, and so at that time, I, everything was so dark. That's when my depression got really bad. Um, I would go in my room and just sit there and lay there the whole, the whole night. Um, the only thing that kept me afloat was like sports and, um, that's where I put a lot of my energy into and I'd watch a lot of movies. I love movies. Um, sorry, what, what sport just at a, uh, I played soccer, flag football and track. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I drowned myself in sports, um, to get me to stop thinking about everything else going on in my life. Uh, but yeah, stuff was super dark and I, um, at that point didn't think I could do it anymore. Um, so I was drowning myself. I was praying every night. Um, I was like reading my scriptures every night, like religiously, like that was like the only thing keeping me going at that point. Um, and I started writing suicide notes, um, later on into the year. And how old, how old were you at that point? Um, 15. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up, my mom ended up pulling me out of school. She could see I was struggling and I was like homeschooling. Uh, that didn't help. I ended up flunking like half of my freshman year just because I didn't have any energy to do it, um, or do any classes. Uh, so now we're going into like 10th grade. So I'm like 16 now. Um, and I, um, where am I at? So you're, you're, you're homeschooled at this point. You're yeah. Well, 10th grade, I go back to school. Okay. So I went back to school in 10th grade and I, one morning I remember I'm like still super severely, um, I'm severely like depressed still. Like I can't do it anymore. I was, you know, writing my suicide notes and I woke up one morning just like so empty and so drained and I didn't think I could go on. Uh, and so I remember getting up that morning 
and I walked into my mom's room and I was stealing some of her socks or something. I don't know. <laughs> and she was still sleeping because it was early. And I just remember sitting on her her chair and she looks over at me and I said, I'm done. And she goes, what? And all I said was, I'm done. And I walked out. And um, that's all she needed. She saw my face and she saw the way I said it and it scared her enough that when I went to school that day, like I didn't, I wasn't planning on going on anymore. I was, you know, that was going to be my last day. And um, I got home and she was sitting in my room and she just straight up asked me, are you depressed? And I didn't know what to say. And I just started bawling because I have been dealing with this for so long. I didn't know any different. Um, So she basically said, um, well, I hit the like jackpot lottery in, you know, jeans because it's in my gene pool. Everyone like has like a problem, like anxiety, <laughs> depression, you know, OCD, like yeah. a lot of my family deals with that kind of stuff. So like it's it's a good thing because it's normal in our household to talk about it and stuff. Um, so she told me like I need to go to the doctor because um, she wanted to put me on medication and I did not want to go on medication. Uh, that was the last thing I wanted. And, um, she was like, will you, there's something needs to change. And I said, well, medication is not going to do anything. You know, like I was, um, just annoyed with her thought process towards that. And she, which I think, sorry, is really common. Mm-hmm. And we have kids in that same, you know, we said, Hey, do you want to explore this option? And I think for most of them, like, nah, right. Yeah. So, and well, I just didn't want to rely on something to be happy. Like that was my thought process. I shouldn't have to. Right. Um, so I ended up going to the doctor and he gave me, he prescribed me medication and he said, give it three weeks. And I went home and I told my mom, I said, I don't want to do this. And she said, um, she, it sounds kind of mean, but like it worked cause she was just so, she didn't know what else to do. Right. She said, you can take this medication for three weeks and if it doesn't work, you can go sit in your room and you can wallow and like sit in your sorrows and cry. Like, I don't care anymore. And I was like, but okay, you got to try this. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll give it three weeks then. Um, so after three weeks, there was a crazy change. I was a whole different person. Mm. Um, everyone saw it. Teachers, coaches, like I was a whole different human being. Um, it really changed my perspective on things. Um, so that's when like that started helping and I was no longer like suicidal or depressed. Like I still go through stuff, um, here and there, but like, that's where it happened. Uh, but after that I dealt with a lot of, um, hate and anger towards just like heavenly father. Um, why did he you know, he gave me this perfect body, but I couldn't be happy and I couldn't be happy without this drug, without, you know, help from medicine and stuff. And I was super angry. Like I stopped reading my scriptures every day that I relied on for so long. I stopped praying every night. Um, yeah, so that went on. I didn't for like two years, Mm. uh, or junior and senior year. That was also during like COVID too. So life was like, life was rough. Um, as soon as I started to be happy, you know, I can't do anything. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't pray. I didn't read the scriptures. Like I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't, I want, I didn't want to be associated with it. Um, and again, that's just because you felt like this is, this, this isn't fair. Yeah. It's not fair that I had to have medicine to be happy when there's so many other people 
you know, out yeah. there that are happy and their situations are a lot worse. So, um, yeah, I was just mad about that okay. and super angry. Um, and then I ended up, finally I graduated and I moved out. Um, and I came to St. George and I was just working. I was working two jobs at the time and I didn't, I wasn't going to school. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, so I was just super like annoyed and stressed because growing up's kind of crazy. <laughs> Adulting um, is, yeah, real fun. Yeah. And can I, so, sorry, can I pause real quick? So yeah. you came to St. George from Pennsylvania? No, from Nevada. From Nevada. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And was there anybody here or you just were going to No, go I have to some family out here okay. and I live with my cousin now. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. No, go you're ahead. good. Um, I jump around a lot. No, no, no. It's totally fine. It's probably not important. I just know those details. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I moved out here and I'm working two jobs and I felt like there was something missing. I wasn't happy. Like I was happy, but like, I felt like I could be happier Mm. and I wanted something more. So I ended up meeting some neighbors that were super cool. And shout out to them. They know who they are. Um, they <laughs> were like, hey, let's go to Institute. And I was like, is that like seminary? Because like <laughs> seminary was seminary. It was rough. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I barely made it through that. Um, yeah. And they're like, nah, just come. It'll be fun or whatever. And so I went the first time and I just like went to some random class and there were some cute boys in there. <laughs> and I was like, you yeah. know, I need friends. And so I wouldn't mind making friends with some cute boys at Good Institute. for you. <laughs> so I actually started coming back because meeting new people. Um, Who were cute. Okay, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so I co- started coming back every week to meet new people. And soon things started to change where my perspective was. I wasn't necessarily looking at the boys. That's not who I was coming for anymore. Um, I started coming for like because I actually enjoyed the lessons and I enjoyed, you know, but I still wasn't like praying or like reading my scriptures, just institute, you know? And, um, yeah, so things started to change. And then I was like, you know, I should probably pray. So I started praying, um, and reading my scriptures. I got a, a book of Mormon, like journal edition. Very cool. And it was super, like, it's super fun because I love like, I don't know, doodling and like, it's, it's good to read. The scriptures are good. No, to read. Yeah. But, but like you can like write cool quotes on the oh sides. Yeah, that's and totally stuff. how people it's so learn. Fun. Yeah. It yeah. makes it more enjoyable. Um, Will you bring it to class? I'd like to see your doodles. I mean, I can. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I started journaling in the book of Mormon and um, things started to change and it was super exciting to like see that piece not be so miss like not be missing so much. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so like Institute helped change that a lot as I was like going through a lot of stuff. So at what point did it shift for you between um, cute boys and I'm feeling something that I've been missing? Does that can you, I, that's probably hard to pinpoint, but like, yeah, um, it was probably a few weeks. It wasn't a few weeks in and it was all mindset, too. I'm super stubborn. I'm a stubborn person. Um, and I had a mis- there's a dude on a mission missionary he was my friend in high school and he was like kept telling me like you need to like read the book of mormon like you need to do this or whatever 
I'm not going to listen. He's telling me to do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that that so, kind of stubborn. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. So I think, um, after I got past the stubbornness and the mental part of things, I was like, I probably should be. So it was probably a few weeks. Okay. And when I started seeing things shift. So for you, it was just, okay. It was just kind of like a, a slow kind of, um, breakdown of your yeah. walls and like, yeah, it took okay, a lot. I, gotta do yeah. this. Okay. I was like, Oh, I probably should. And it was awesome. really slow. Like I started praying, um, probably like, I don't know, a few months before I started reading my scriptures. So like the journey was kind of longer, but you know, we're still getting there. Of course we all are. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Can you tell me, um, Depression, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not really ever something you get over, mm-hmm. but, um, what are you, what are you doing now to get through it? Um, so I actually am still on medication. Um, I've been on medication for uh, four years now. Um, so like I deal a with that. Um, so I, I would say, I don't know for some people like medication's hard to come by to take, uh, which I was like the same way. I did not want to take it. And, but I think it actually really helped me. It, it depends on who you are, like your personality type, but a lot of the ways too, I have to like get outside. Um, I like being outside, so I don't know. I go try to find stuff to do outside and not sit in my dark house and think about what I could have and what I don't. Right. Thank you for saying that again. uh, That's just been my experience with, with two of our kids who, um, just had this, I, and I, I, I guess I kind of understand it in a way. They just had this adamant, like, no, I'm not going to do medication. So for them, we tried other avenues, right? Mm-hmm. We tried therapy. We mm-hmm. tried some other things until they found what worked for them. But I love what you're saying because I think sometimes we think, oh, I can just pray this away. Yeah. And But I love what I'm hearing from you. It was a, it was a, a combination of competent medical prayer and then scripture study and then friends and, mm-hmm. and, and getting out and finding your coping mechanisms that's kind of helped you, again, get through this journey that yeah and a lot of times I felt like a lot of judgment because at first um when people found out about it especially like a lot of judgment I hate to say but like from the church too I had a lot of people in my ward that were saying like you I guess like aren't praying enough you're not reading your scriptures enough and that's not the case like sometimes you're just genetically modified to have that that mental illness in you and there's nothing really you can do about it and so I had to, you know, forgive a lot of people because I have a lot of, I had a lot of, you know, anger towards the judgment that comes from people mm-hmm. in the church. And I had to realize, okay, I know I'm stubborn and I know it's not, it's not the religion, it's the people in the religion. So I need to not, you know, close out the religion out of my life. Or God who you're angry with, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's again, a really helpful insight. I think for people who are maybe listening to this and you know people who struggle with depression because I've heard that before too. And, um, if I could just get personal, um, this past week, one of my kids I know is struggling with that and I'm trying my hardest and I'm, I know I'm failing. I'm not a perfect dad at all. So I'm failing in a lot of ways, but to hear, okay, I walked in a conversation between this, this kid and my wife and, um, my wife just looked up at me and says, you know, um, this, our child, (laughs) Uh, thinks that she'll never be good enough for you. That was a moment. I mean, just stops you and you go, what have I done? And, and I, I sat down and I talked with him like, how, what have I done? Please tell me so I can, I can be better. Please. I don't want you to ever feel that way. And, and, and for her, 
she wasn't really able to identify it. So I think in some things it, that's just, first of all, she's 13. So mm-hmm. there's some hormonal stuff that's going on there. Yeah. Right. Secondly, she really does. She struggles with depression and anxiety and, um, and, and she can't see, you know, clearly as well. But I, I, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that advice. Well, I'm taking it as advice that you have for other people who are like, don't just automatically assume that someone who's has depression or who's struggling that they're not doing everything they, they know how to, right? Mm-hmm. And they just need more help. Again, whether that be coping mechanisms or therapy or medication or whatever. So thank you. That's really good advice, I hope. Our listeners will take to heart. Because yeah. <laughs> I do know there are some people out there who use it as a crutch or an excuse. Yeah. But that's not everybody. Yeah. And it's not every teenager. <laughs> I'm super open about it. Like, my friends will come to me. Uh, if they need to talk about stuff, they know that I'm open about it just cause like, I know depression can be like glazed over and it's a real thing and people struggle with it. And I know some people like overreact and you know, even when they're not depressed, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't mind talking about it cause you know, some people need help. I think it's healthy to normalize things like this. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you. You've given me some thoughts. I've, I've felt the Holy ghost, uh, direct my thoughts as to some things I can do again with, with this, this kid of mine who I just absolutely love and just want to help, um, help her get through what she needs to get through right now. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a tough time of life. Yeah. I mean, it's tough as a boy, but I can't even imagine yeah. <laughs> like, poor thing. She doesn't even know what's happening inside her own head or her body. And yeah, she's trying to get through it, but thank you, Bailey. Anything else that you would add? Any other advice you have for uh, either side of this issue? Like people who are, who are dealing with, suicidal thoughts or depression or people who are on the other side and, and just want to help? Um, I don't know. I think with helping, just being there to listen and not push too much. Cause I feel like when you, when you, when you push too much, people don't want to talk about it. And that's something, I don't know. There's a healthy median that you have to figure out, I guess, but yeah, like with your mom, right? How she came to you and was like, yeah. okay, look, you have to try this. Mm-hmm. But that was probably a time. And it's thing. what I needed. And the reason she didn't bring up therapy, she knew it wouldn't work for me because that's my personality. A little stubborn. Yeah. 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 Well, and you know what? Thank you again because um, this this child of mine, the same thing. She's like, I don't, I don't, yeah. We tried it with her and she's mm-hmm. like, I, she, the therapist told me to do this and it doesn't work. And so obviously, right, she's not ready for that step yeah. or it's not working for her. And so that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um. How has the Savior been a part of your, um, again, your process and your your journey and your healing? Um, it's been, it's been crazy ride. Uh, no, it's been a lot. But I, you know, grew up under my parents' like testimony, kind of. They, you know, they had a strong one, so I just followed theirs. Yeah. So once you move out, you figure out, oh, like I don't really have a testimony. Um, so I prayed a lot to the savior to help me so I could grow my testimony and to actually have one. Um, and I'm still getting there. It's, it's surface level testimony right now, but like I'm trying and that's all that matters. So I think you've got a deeper testimony than you think you do. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) Well, the fact that you're showing up in a building like this, uh, coming to classes like this and, and wanting to fight through issues that's literally what a testimony looks like, baby. <laughs> so you're doing better than I think you think. But anyway, sorry, I don't want to tell you. You're like, no, I don't have a testimony. No, I'm just teasing, baby. <laughs> well, you're incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks mm-hmm. for telling your inspirational story. And, and I hope that those of you who are listening, again, whether you struggle with 
depression and, and uh, some suicidal thoughts that, that you'll reach out and find somebody um, to talk to about. Uh, yeah. And also those on the other side who are, are wanting to help just be good listeners. Um, Bailey and I are neither one of us are medical professionals, so go so, seek professional yeah. help. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Bailey, for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. Thanks for joining us today. And I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is not affiliated with nor endorsed as an official production of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All words and opinions expressed by participants are solely their own and do not reflect official doctrine of the church. 